What is up, guys? Welcome in to From the Nosebleeds. Uh, Seamus is out with a tummy ache today. <laughs> uh, at least that's what he says. So it's me, Pat, and Ty coming to you. What's up, guys? Not much, not much. Uh, pretty good weekend, you know. Can't complain. A lot of Phillies wins the past week and a half. So. Yeah, we got it. Seamus, Seamus loves to miss, like, good Phillies podcast, I feel <laughs> like. Like, when the Phillies stink, he's here. And then when, like, things turn around, he's gone. Like, you know, we'll talk about Bryce hits his 300th homer oh, and Seamus is nowhere to be found. Beautiful. Which is funny that we're so positive because we did lose in, like, disgusting fashion today but yeah it really it really like put a damper on the whole yeah. week for me i'm not gonna lie but like, uh dude, well, we'll do some catching up first pat how what did you get into over the weekend i just had a fantasy draft down the shore you know like fucking how to turn out it turned out pretty good i think um we'll see what happens because i mean fantasy tends to be a crapshoot anyway but exactly. this is the best if you're listening to this and you play fantasy football you'll agree with me this is the best time of the fantasy football season yes right after you draft you're like oh, I love my team, my team's great, my team's awesome, it's going to be such a good year. Because then by week four to five, you want to put a gun in your mouth. Yeah, And that's, that's usually how <laughs> it's usually how my fantasy experience goes. It's like, I mean, this is the best part of it right now. The peak is right now. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, in a couple of weeks, I'll be depressed. But uh, I'm only doing one league this year. Uh, my sanity can't take too many more. Yeah, I, I, I had three last year, but I got two this year, thank God. I don't know how people do multiple leagues. Like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, in one world. with my cousin, and yeah. it's like, it's hell. Like, yeah. seriously, because we we're about to go through um, drafting the rookies, and we're just like, dude, this is a fucking lot. Yeah, we're doing Dynasty now, this league I'm in. Like, people that do a fuck ton of uh, regular, like, redraft leagues every year, it makes no sense to me, because let's say you have five teams, right? I feel like I know a bunch of people with, like, five, four or five teams. It's like... Let's say, for example, I'm just going to pick a random player. You have, you know, uh, Jonathan Taylor, which is funny because he's not even playing the first four games. Yeah. But he was the first guy that came to my mind. Let's say you have Jonathan Taylor on one team, and you're like, oh, I need Jonathan Taylor to go off. But then in another league, you're playing against him. Mm-hmm. So it's like every or you single... Or the defense he's playing against. Right. Or, you, like, there's just... So, like, every ridiculous. single week, you're constantly, like, rooting against your own interest in, mm-hmm. in another league. Yeah. That, so that never made any sense to me. That's why I had to cut it down. But uh, as Taylor likes to remind us, no one gives a fuck about our fantasy football teams. <laughs> Only Seamus's. We care about ours. But yeah, just not, everybody cares about ours. Just honestly, not I might care about Seamus's more because he's bad at it. So it makes it funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but my weekend was awesome. I was in Boston. For, oh, yeah, true. I visited right. Boston for the first time. I've made uh, trip number one out of what I hope to be a lot to like other stadiums. Fenway was I can't say enough how much I loved the experience so much that I actually think I'm going to get off some like Hot takes that might get me in some trouble here in Philly. Oh, um, shit. So uh, this just might be a case of me falling in love with the first place I go visit that isn't my own city. But That's like the first, first city? No, well, like, in that capacity, like, it was me and my girlfriend, just the two mm-hmm. of us. We yeah. got to go to a, ga- a ball game. I like so much better the way that they do it in other cities with not having the sports complex where it's all the stadiums right next to each other. It it just it being there made me realize how much I actually don't like the sports complex. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong; I'm sure other people from other cities look at it and they're like, "Yo, that's so cool." They get all their state, and you know what? Maybe it could be saved if they had more than one bar. Mm-hmm. Like being in Boston, Fenway, all the surrounding streets around the stadium are bars and shops, like store shops, the team shops, and like just just bars, all different themes, like. It's just more fun. Yeah. There's more places to go. You know, the game gets over, and obviously, in general, Fenway holds way less people because it was built in the fucking 1900. Mm-hmm. But like every bar you go to, like, is people are spread out, so not one bar is packed as fuck mm-hmm. because there's nine other bars to choose from. Whereas 
you want to go to Xfinity for an Eagles game, better get there Good three hours Lord. before kickoff. Better not even think about tailgating. You want to go after the game, you better be the first fucking one out of that out of that stadium. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes for Sixers and Phillies games. You know, if you go, uh, on Sixers like a, games, you're fine. It, it depends wh- when you really go, but you're right. But like big events, yeah, fucking right. You're not. It's just not going to happen. Mm. And I don't know. I don't want to get roasted by Philly people because I'm not saying I hate the sports complex, but. The least they could do is add some more bars, man. It's really bleak with just Xfinity Life. Yeah, no, I mean it. It's it gets insane down there, like, and it's just so not worth and it. And it's making me so much more. I think I used to be more on the other side of this argument, but I flipped. It has completely made me be all in on the Sixers moving to the center city. Yeah. I really, I, I think that. Listen, some people would argue, oh, well, Fenway is an example. It worked so well because it was built, the city was built around it, basically, because it was, mm. again, I think yeah. it was 1912. They're like, oh, it's too late here. The city already is what it is. But, like, I really feel like you can make something out of that. Like, if you put it there and build a bunch of bars and shops on the street, like, leading up to it, like, it could be something somewhat similar to that. Like, I don't know. And I get, like, people... People are just fucking obsessed with driving in America, by the way, also. there is oh, yeah, uh, Listen, I, mean, I get it. SEPTA, not the greatest, built. but we got eight years till this idea, I think, would even, like, take into effect. So who knows what SEPTA looks like by then? It could be better. You know, it probably won't be. Pessimistic people could say it could be worse. <laughs> but I feel like they probably were, will I feel be. like if they were going to go through with this, they would put an emphasis on uh, bettering SEPTA. Well, I mean, that was one of Josh Harris' biggest points. Well, not Josh Harris, but Harris Blitzer as a whole. Was yeah. One of their biggest points was trying to help... Uh, fun Septimore right. through that and through other things. So I really like, feel like if they go through with it, Septa will look a lot different by the time this idea is coming to fruition. <laughs> because like in, in Boston, I was going to say like they're, everyone's taking the subway and the train mm-hmm. and shit. And like, I, I don't know. I feel like people in the city are too obsessed with driving. It's like if Septa's better by then, just fucking take the train or take the subway. It's really not yeah. hard. It doesn't cost a lot. Yeah. Of, it costs way less mm-hmm. than parking. And it's not like anyone's tailgating the Sixers anyway. I mean, let's be honest. Don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean there's never any tailgates for the Sixers. But, like, it's very, very yeah, rare. Yeah, it's not going to happen very, yeah. I mean, the Eagles are different because, obviously, it's once a week. It's on the weekend. Like, everybody gets up for it for the most part. Yeah. Like, that's, that's different. But it's like, you know, Phil's pretty much only, like, during the weekends, you know, exactly. Sixers pretty much not at all because it's fucking winter halftime and nobody wants to be right. outside for like four hours. But as far as the actual stadium experience, uh, I just liked how uh, it was obviously very small, like I've said. Mm. But um, if you've ever sat in Citizens Bank Park and like the uh, the rooftop bleachers, you know how you're just cooking in the sun. Mm. That's exactly like the kind of seats I was in in Fenway. I was me and my girlfriend got sunburnt damn near. It was mm-hmm. so hot, but we got to see a pretty good game. They won eight to five, and there was. It made me like really appreciate how uh, the not that this is a hot take, but I just got to see it like firsthand, like how uh, the Red Sox and Yankees are really like the Eagles and the Cowboys because so, oh, yeah. just they're playing the Dodgers and so many fuck the Yankees chants are breaking out and fuck New York. Yeah. And I did now shockingly see a couple brave people in Yankees jerseys and hats <laughs> at a game that had nothing well, to do with the Yankees. Soft. Yeah, don't get me wrong, they were getting. Uh, they were getting shit talk the whole time, but it just made me feel like, yeah, you know what? The same way we feel about the Cowboys, how these motherfuckers feel about yeah. the Yankees. So I thought that was funny. The only regret is I wish I would have just wore a, a, a Phillies jersey. I was trying to blend in too much. Nah, I mean, there were a couple people there. Like in, I saw a guy in Pirates. Yeah, Tigers, but like, that's like the worst move. Is like yeah. it's, it's the worst people that wear like a jersey of a team that's not even. Yeah, playing. I just like, I threw uh, on a Sam. You did the right thing. I threw on a Sa- Sammy Adams uh, brewery shirt that I bought mm-hmm. the day before and just threw a Red Sox hat on that I already. 
already owned. Yeah, because you're a fraud for this. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this dude, the city, like I won't go on too long about this trip because no one gives a fuck. But it's very nice city. Yeah, that's awesome. No, Boston's great as as long as you can get past the people for the most part. Dude, I know, I know, you're gonna say everybody's nice. That's uh, fine. Well, no, no, I'm not even gonna say that. I was mm-hmm. gonna say like I was shocked because it took me shockingly long to hear a Boston accent because I guess because it's such a college town like, yeah, also and like yeah. I went the, the weekend that just passed and I'm pretty sure that that's college a big moving. like going back yeah. to college weekend so we were we were going like the bars all the bartenders and waitresses were all like no no accent and I was like what's going on here yeah. the first Boston accent I heard really was a guy uh, selling water bottles inside of Fenway mm. and I was like okay there it is yeah. and then I heard it a lot more at the game but I was like where the fuck are all the because I was excited to hear some Boston accents accents they're funny that's the last thing i want to hear i'm not gonna lie. it's like nails on a chalkboard to me <laughs> that <laughs> new york so, accent it's so funny uh. also a lot of dodgers fans there i don't know if that means their fan base travels well or if the dodgers are they're basically just, just like team. they're like just the cowboys and lakers yeah. of the mlb where like well, you can really just have random the yankees but <laughs> or the, the, the yankees too but uh I no know. i mean there's a decent amount of dodgers fans there, like all yeah, around. there were a lot there there were like the, the boston fans were getting drowned out by some let's go really? dodgers fan chance at times also they treated mookie Betts very well i did not well, yeah, know yeah. i did not know when i bought the tickets that this weekend the series against the dodgers for the red sox was the first time mookie Betts was back in boston i did not know that yeah but uh, cool. they, they they gave him a standing ovation every single time he came up to the place oh, that's like, that's like their chase Utley. yeah right and I yeah mean, he, it's not like he left in free and so you got traded, yeah so. yeah so it's like yeah, yeah, yeah all in all but i i feel you weekend. i definitely feel you on the uh the city part like the like the, the stadium being right in the middle of the city because when i was down yeah. in dc two weeks ago we were right across from nats park and i didn't even realize it until we were there that nats park was directly across the right. street and the phillies were playing right there but like the bar we had the uh birthday party at was like that it was right across, and it was not that packed after the game. Right, and I was people like, people have options. Yeah, and then, and then we went walking around there a little bit, and there's a million bars around right. there. There's fucking beer garden right across from it. Like it was, it was really cool. Really yeah, we cool were at area. a real sick like country bar in Boston, which is funny enough because right across the street they have the uh, MGM like the Fenway Music Hall or whatever, and Sam Hunt was performing. Mm-hmm. So we got in there into this bar as that concert was going on, and then all of the country people came and went into this bar. So mm-hmm. that was cool. But no, dude, I agree. Like. And, and again, I don't want it to, people are going to be like, oh, this dude leaves the city one time and suddenly he hates the sports complex. I don't hate it. It's unique for sure. But like, I don't know. I've really just being in another, experiencing it the other way really made me appreciate that more. And like, like I said, I'm kind of like all in on the Sixers uh, moving. If it's, if it's done right, like we said, SEPTA has to be built up. Obviously, think accommodations need to be made for the community around because I know it was a big point of contention with like the uh, Chinatown. Chinatown. Yeah. So I would I want to see it done the right way. And obviously, who knows if that could even be done. But just in general, the idea of it just sounds way better than what we have yeah. now. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, they were trying to push him for like Navy Yard and stuff to get built up. But like, yeah. who knows that, how long that's going to take. Like, I went by the other day and it's all under construction now. It right. used to be like kind of open. But like, I don't know, like how plausible that even is, because it's a fucking bitch to walk over there from the stadium. Right, and the fashion district is such a good spot to put it. Just, mm. it's such a good spot. It would work. I hope it works out. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, we'll uh, see. Anyway, enough talk about me. Let's talk about the Phillies, who also had a fantastic weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we Finally, ca- I know we can kind of work in, in reverse. Um, obviously, today we get Bryce Harper hitting his three hundredth home run. I mean, dude, his 
his power is fucking back and a, yeah, and I mean, a he's huge, got, huge. He's win. got ten home runs already in the uh, month of August. What was it yesterday, dude? He ripped one, 115 <laughs> off the bat. I don't remember how far it went, but yeah, and before that he had 113 mile an hour. <laughs> one. <laughs> dude, his his power is is shockingly back, like it's surging back. It's, you might say. <laughs> so you got that coming together at the right time. Trey Turner is on like what a ten game hit streak or something like hit that streak right now, and like a fucking eighteen or nineteen home game hit. Yeah, streak. he's really turned it around, and I, I do want to come on this podcast and publicly say because I believe that when it happened, I was very anti. I was very wrong about the ovations, okay? I'll, I'll still stand by what I said. It, it was dumb. It, <laughs> but sure, it was dumb. Did it work? Yes. I, was it dumb? Yes. He shouldn't need that as a professional I, player. I, okay, I, yeah, I guess you're it's right. It's coddling in my but opinion. See, I, I thought it was going to come off the Trey Turner like we were um, patronizing him, mm-hmm. and it clearly didn't because not only did it turn his season around, he got a... He got a fucking advertisement taken out on 95 yeah. saying thank you. So I was very, very wrong about that, and I just wanted to own up to that so I don't look like a coward. But it worked because Trey Turner is back. Dude, the daycare is doing their damn thing. Mm-hmm. Boom, with the with the great home run last night. Same thing with uh, Bryson Stott. Mar- Marsh, Marsh walked four times in today's game. I that thought was he was going to get that fifth one, too. So did I. I, was I thought he was going to yeah. get that fifth one. Um, obviously, like... Things seem to be coming together at the right time. There are a couple things still shaky, like Michael Lorenzen. At this point, I don't even know if he's in the playoff rotation because he's been... He'll be a bullpen piece. He's He'll be been fine. bad since that uh, that no-hitter. And yeah. even in the no-hitter, I mean, people pointed out, like, he walked a couple guys. He was giving up hard contact. Like, yeah. Not to say it was... Obviously, you can't get lucky to give up a no-hitter, but, like, he's been showing signs of being, like, shaky. And yeah. then uh, well, yesterday he pitched, and he's lucky the offense exploded, which... You know, mm-hmm. we're going to need that. And then the bullpen, uh, Craig Kimbrell has blown like two, like, yeah. very, like, big moments for the Phillies. Like, the fact that he blew that fucking game today, man. I don't necessarily blame today on him because, I mean, the dude's been pitching more than he's ever pitched in his career, yeah. and he's old as dirty. He at needs this point. A, he, he, I think he needs a Phantom IL stint. Well, he just needs a breather. Like, he yeah. just needs, like, to not pitch one night. He, we need him to be at a point, like, I know he didn't last night, but he still warmed up last night, which yeah. is basically the fucking equivalent of pitching. Like, it's just, it, he is, like, beaten down right now. The bullpen of the Phillies just always, it, it always ends up this way. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, no matter what you, like the beginning of the year. only a couple guys are consistent. Right. Only a couple guys are going to be able to pitch those innings. And those are the guys you rely on a lot of times. And if you're off, if you're not up enough in games, then you're going to put in the guys right. that get the job done. And but even those guys the will year, tire out. The, early in the year, the bullpen was like a strength. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the offense was you know, it was bad. Yeah. But, like, I feel like now the team has evened out to what it should have always been, where the offense is electric and mm-hmm. the bullpen is not very good. Uh, it's I mean, I'm not going to lie. The bullpen still has been good. It's, you got two games they've won. Yeah, let's say, I mean, we'll the, see how they like, go down the stretch. And then besides those two games, like, obviously you had Bellotti, who was a little shaky last night, but he's not going to be anywhere near the playoffs like he was last year. And then you had Covey, who uh, he just sucks outright. Uh, terrible. But, like, what are you going to do about two guys? Like, those are two guys that you're probably never going to see pitch in the playoffs. They're going to be like the Nick Nelson next year of last year. Yeah. Like, I, whatever. I don't care. They can just pitch some innings now so we can eat some innings so Craig doesn't have to throw every fucking right. time. Um, and Sir Anthony and Alvarado can be fresh for the playoffs. Yeah, like, Sir Anthony, he's kind of like... Yeah, a, he's been spotty. He's he's important because if he could actually like turn it on, like, yeah. that would be very... I mean, he was very fucking huge. insane in the playoffs last year. That that one, I believe it was that one close against the Cardinals, I want to say, where he was lights out. I fr- the, Braves. In the playoffs. It was against it was the, the Braves. Braves. Okay. The game five, yeah. I was there. He had he some rocked him Im- to sleep. He had some impressive 
uh, outings in yeah. the playoffs last year. So you would love to see that Sir Anthony come back. Mm. Uh, obviously, Alvarado's like still early days of him being back. So I mean, he still looked good. Yeah. He gave up that yeah. one homer last night, but besides that, he's looked fine. Like he he's looked kind of like a little bit back to normal. Um, he's getting swing and misses, which is his big thing. Um, his cutter looks fine. He had that one slip up with the fastball last night and got sent out of the yard. But like yeah. besides that, he looked great. Altogether, all like obviously, again, we said it last week. Baseball season such a roller coaster where it's up and down. Right now, we're definitely going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it kind of feels like it's all coming together for this team. Like the offense finally feels like what we're paying the fourth highest payroll in baseball to be. Yeah. Um. And listen, if the, obviously the Braves are you know fucking 50, 40 games above five hundred, and there's no shot of catching them for the division, but like. This team's going to make noise in the playoffs. I have if they can continue what they're doing right mm-hmm. now. And obviously what we're 3 day, 2 days away from uh the worst month statistically for the Phillies in recent yeah. years September. So if they can get through September and really prove it to me like I think they they're going to be hell for someone mm-hmm. in that first round. At least my my biggest uh thing from like compared to last year at least is they didn't they're they're not like clawing their way into that third spot. They they right now hold that first spot by four and a half games even after the loss today um and that is that makes me feel a lot more comfortable than i did last september when it was when we were saying that they were done there was no way they were going to actually pull this off and then they went like thank god for the marlins last year they they are the ones that got us into the playoffs absolutely but um like yeah i mean it's i feel a lot more comfortable this year than i did last year like we're we're not clawing to get into the playoffs. We're Absolutely. we're kind of set in there right now. Which also, I hope they don't get too content. I don't think they will because I yeah. think this is a team that uh, just wants to go out there and win every single time. Like like people have been saying, like it's kind of, obviously things could change this last month. You know, knock on wood, they won't. But like it would be nice for the Phillies to not have to fall and stumble into the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. like yeah, you're not going to win your division, but like go in on fire, be that number one wild card team. Yeah. And like. Just go in, and people oh don't want to peak at the wrong time, but like that doesn't mean that doesn't necessarily mean every year you have to be playing like shit yeah, and barely yeah. make the playoffs. Like it, that is what it is. Like, and if you want to say that about us, like say that about the fucking Braves. Then, mm-hmm. uh, that, and, that, and then you really realize how dumb of an argument the whole peaking at the t- peaking too soon is, mm-hmm. because it's like okay, well then every good team is peaking too soon. Then, yeah. like, w- what do you want me to say? And I'm not gonna lie, I kind of like the setup where the Braves get the uh, first round by because they don't do the wild card round because then they get the week off and then they get soft and complacent and like, you know what happened last year when that happened? Like we just went in and fucked. That on would them. be <laughs> very funny if the Phillies like match up against the Braves again and beat them. Oh, I would love every second of it. That I, that's exactly what hilarious. I hope happens. I hope Acuna is asleep again in right field. <laughs> I hope that Matt Olson just tears his ACL mid game. Um, I hope. God Spencer damn. <laughs> yeah, he's got no. I have a lot of hate no for the qualms. Braves. Um, I I hope Spencer Strider uh, gets taken out in the first inning after giving up five home runs in a row. Um, no, I mean, like, I just I wish nothing but bad things for the Braves. I'm going to be honest. I, I can't argue with that. <laughs> I mean, because there's no one else to wish him on because, you know, the Mets are terrible. And yeah. The, the well, Mets I mean, the Mets, the Mets got what was coming to him. Daddy Steve, Daddy Warbucks over there, uh, he spent all this money on 45-year-old pitchers, and look what happened. He fucking, they yeah, they, fucking they got gave, hurt. They <laughs> gave Max Scherzer a welcome back video package. I thought that was very funny. Did they? Yeah, I didn't he, even he see that. He got booed through it, too. Oh, that's that's incredible. That that just goes to show the failure. That I can't made. wait until I mean, you give Verlander one. That'll be phenomenal. The fact that Verlander <laughs> and Scherzer are both gone from that team is it it 
literally made this year so much better. It's so funny. Yeah, because everybody was like, oh, the Mets are going to be fucking insane this year. They have, like, two, the, the Cy Young winner last year. They have Max Scherzer, former Cy Young winner. Like, yeah, dude. I mean, but you can't rely on two guys that are pretty much pushing 40. Real rough year of baseball in New York. <laughs> I mean, because the Yankees are They fucking suck, too. too. They just fired Aaron but Boone. Like, Speaking of, like, rough baseball, we can talk about a team that we are in the midst of a series with, the Los Angeles Angels, mm-hmm. who just, like, what, essentially dumped oh all of their players? Salary dumped guys that they traded for the at the deadline for. Like, it's just, what they're doing, it should be illegal it, in baseball, <laughs> by I, the way. Listen, dude, I... I don't even think it's a hot take to say that I think the Angels might be the most embarrassing franchise in, oh, all, hands of, in all of sports. Hands down. Like, by, I think by far. Like, Well, maybe the Commanders. There's, okay, but that's only because <laughs> of the actions of their owner. I do, okay, yes. He is legitimately, like, in some respects, a criminal. So, <laughs> aside from that, like, you're talking about, uh, don't get me wrong, there's been worse teams than them. But, like, you're talking about a team that was blessed mm-hmm. with two of the greatest baseball players of all time. <laughs> And probably, if we're being honest, the number one and two in whatever order of this generation. Yeah. So, like, how the fuck Wait, can they you... have Bryce Harper? <laughs> Bryce Harper's <laughs> certainly up there. Uh, and he's got more success than both of them because yeah. he, he can actually make the playoffs. Yeah. And hitting the playoffs. And hitting the playoffs, like yes. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I don't understand how this is... It's malpractice that they have not been able to get a team to the playoffs and let, like, Otani or Trout have a single, like, memorable playoff moment. It's terrible. Well, I mean, the the owner just doesn't want to spend money. And, you know, if the, he just did this to salary dump guys, like, so he they could get on playoff rosters or whatever, or he could save money, it, he's not paying Shohei. No, it's, that's way... There's no chance That was 100% hell. waving the white flag on yeah, Shohei. Yeah, he's going, like... I don't know where he's going to end up. Obviously, it's fun to speculate, but he won't be in L.A. No, nah, he'll be on the Mets probably. And it just, makes me <laughs> piss, it just makes me even more pissed off at Mike Trout for being such a like a coward in a way like yeah. kind of i get it oh yeah. he almost signed for half a billion dollars yeah. but like dude you could have signed for like 300 million somewhere else like philadelphia mm-hmm. and you could have actually won yeah now i know who am i to say what's the difference <laughs> with 200 million dollars but like your family's getting fed whether you're making yeah. 350 or 480 million dollars buddy yeah but he wanted to build his own church probably in, <laughs> in millville and like fucking <laughs> You know, preach to the choir every Sunday. Yeah, well, you know like, what he's not building? Like a TV his legacy. Kind of thing. Oh, yeah, no, fuck that. Mike <laughs> Trout, might, we might have one of the greatest statistical baseball players of all time retire without having a single memorable playoff moment. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Uh, not gonna that lie. would suck. I mean, yeah, it's going to so suck. Good. It's going to suck, but also it's just like, uh, it, to me, it's awesome because it exposes the Angels as what a shit franchise they are. And I've, and al- I've like, always said, oh, go ahead. Part of it's on him because he did agree to that contract. It's, like A lot like, of it's on him. At, at some point, it's just got to be like, hey, man, like you guys signed this guy yeah. to this insane deal. Why didn't you give him support? Right. No, I agree. Like it's on both sides, yeah. obviously, but I, I kind of blame the as Angels more. As far as Trout goes, like this is why I get mad now when I see him at Eagles games because he's like the ultimate <laughs> Philly guy. But like you wouldn't come here to fucking try to fight for a ring. Like mm-hmm. uh, whatever, dude. Have fun being at every single f- Eagles game in October. For well, the I mean, that's probably why he did it. Exactly. Because he doesn't <laughs> want to miss any October yeah, home games. Yeah, he doesn't want to miss any birds games. You know, now his schedule is always free in October. Yep. Which, yep. you know what? Honestly, can you even blame him? October's a nice, beautiful month, you know? <laughs> go to some football games. Go out and enjoy the weather with, I'm sure I'm sure he's married, his beautiful wife. Go. Eh, she's just, not that I, I don't even know what she looks like. <laughs> I didn't know she, he was married. I was just guessing. But, like, That's I wouldn't want to work in October either. That's one of the biggest knocks on him, either. too. He's one, of the, he's one of the greatest baseball players of all time. He's a, I mean, 
We don't want to denigrate any women on this <laughs> <Yes>. podcast. <laughs> if Seamus, as, as Seamus, she's here, fucking butt ugly. Yeah. <laughs> if Seamus was here, he would throw this woman under the bus. Yeah. But not me and Pat. We're no, we're, no, we're good guys. <laughs> um, but no, it just pisses me off to see Mike Trout now. But the Angels are a disgrace. Um, the Phillies, hopefully, uh, they won't keep be a disgrace. <laughs> hopefully, they won't be a disgrace. Hopefully, they won't be a disgrace. Uh, this team, man. I, I've kind of come to the realization, like, I was between, obviously, Jalen or Bryce, but, like, I don't know if there's any Philadelphia athlete I want to win in Philadelphia yeah. as much as I want Bryce to win here. No, I agree. Like, obviously, Jalen is, is right fucking there. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're watching the visuals, I'm holding my hands really close together. Joel Embiid, a little lower because he has uh, done, it, he's like, done it to himself. Yeah. And he, I've been on record saying he was my favorite, like, athlete ever because, like, mm-hmm. I felt like I grew with him watching the Sixers. But yeah. He's he's done it to himself. He's third on that list, like a di- yeah. a distant third. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce, though, man, he just fucking gets it. You know, like calling talking about Chuck from Mount Airy. That was fucking uh, WIP callers on in his post game interviews. Like mm-hmm. he's so in- ingratiated with the fan base and the city. Like like yes, we call him the King Panderer, but at the same time, you can tell like. He genuinely does mean it and love this city and mm-hmm. like the fans and all that. And it's yeah. like awesome to see that. And it just makes you want him to succeed that much more. Yeah. Not to say Jalen doesn't have all those things too, but just. Yeah, yeah, he does. Jalen's I mean, got, like, Jalen's he's got newer. plenty more time. Yeah, he's newer. He's got plenty of time. I, I need Bryce Harper to win a World Series this year so, Which, so bad. It's actually kind of ironic we say that Jalen has plenty of time when Bryce has a longer contract. But That's true. <laughs> but I meant in terms <laughs> no, of age, I, know, I guess. I know. In prime. But like, in all, also, like, man, with the Phillies, like, I just want to see the daycare here for a decade. Like, I know. We those, need to get them on those fucking guys Braves contracts. Need to, they need to be here. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. We always, I know that Marsh technically isn't, like, one of our guys, but, like, at this point, yes, he is. Yeah, like, and you need to lock those guys up. Like, you know, we 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 clamor for guys like Reese and Aranola who were homegrown. But like, I hope Reese dies in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Like, I I despise that dude with everything like in Bryson my heart. Stott is like the antithesis of that. Oh yeah, because he yeah, is yeah. he's awesome. He's, See, I'll buy a shirt with Stott's face on it. If I ever yeah, bought a like shirt with Reese's face on it, then please shoot, take me out back and shoot me. <laughs> I don't care. Just take me out back and fucking shoot. Bryson Stott is like everything that uh, Reese really isn't. Like, yeah. consistent at the plate, <laughs> uh, good defender yeah. for the most part. Like, everything. No, that like, Reese it, isn't. like he has actually making this leap from short. It's obviously not like a leap, leap, but no, like, it's not that taking crazy. like this position change from short to second. Like he hasn't even skipped a beat. No, you really like he even. has been basically playing shortstop at second. Yeah, he his range is insane this year. He's getting fa- balls that. Last year, Gene wasn't getting. Everybody was worried about replacing Segura's defense. Yes, he was a very good yeah. defender. Bryson's Stott's been better. Bryson's done a fantastic fucking yeah. job. Like he has been insane. And just watching him, watching Boom, watching um, that infield all come together has been yeah. awesome because you got him and like Boom obviously had those three errors beginning of last of last year. That kind of like set the tone for last year, and everybody was like, kind of like fucking meh, did the whole fucking. I hate this place. And then turned he around, really man. turned it around. Like he really came out last year, even and got better defensively. Worked on it. Seamus can like bitch about it all he wants with the whole like uh, I fucking hate this place thing, but it changed. It changed Alec Bowman as a player. It, yeah. This this fan base clinged on to him tighter after that because it was funny and he was willing to admit a mistake and he was like, I was just fucking frustrated. He didn't run from it. He didn't say, no, that's not what I said or anything. He took it on the chin and then guess what? He got better. Mm-hmm. Like, he genuinely grew from that and it just made this fan base love him even more. And yeah. it was, you know, he's one of the most beloved members of the team. You know, he's in the daycare and all that. But 
Dude, I, this, I just feel like this team's got the juice right now, man. Let, let it be said, August 30th, uh, I think that we're on the high upswing of the roller coaster that is an MLB season. And, like, I just I feel the magic with this team. If we get swept on this uh, <laughs> on this road the trip. The next podcast, we'll come back. Yeah, we're going to come back. The season's fucking over. No. And then Seamus will come back with all hell ble- yep. <laughs> blazing. <laughs> Seamus is only here for the negative ones. Yeah, like, exactly. I... Just something about like watching a, a team where, and I felt it with the 2017 Eagles too, not to like do the whole beating that nail over the yeah. head, but like you can tell when like a group of guys genuinely like want to play better for each other, mm-hmm. like and they love each other. Yeah, it's the vibes. Like yeah. the vibes are so fucking good with that Phillies team. Like you can tell that all those guys, they they play for each other. They mm-hmm. care for each other. Well, they, you're seeing it now, especially yeah. with the situational hitting. It's like the one the one thing that was awesome the other night was Kyle got. Uh, I forget who was on second. I think it was Rojas was on second. He got Rojas over to third, and he turned back to Trey after he grounded out, and he was like, all right, you're up. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like them actually having situational hitting in a lineup that isn't necessarily built for situational hitting is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Like, they just get it. They they want to do well. They want to go out there and win every night. Love to see that. Yeah. And Love could, to see the like passion. Said, you can tell they like each other. And that's yeah. just, it sounds simple, but it's such a big part of, like, obviously in a locker room, there's a lot of clashing personalities. Guys mm-hmm. don't always get along or they're not always best friends. And you don't have to be best friends to succeed, but. You could tell that all these guys like each other. Like yeah, a lot. they all love Trump so much it unites them. <laughs> they all unite under that banner. They all, they all. And you night. know what? I'm gonna, I'm putting my fingers in my ears and I'm gonna pretend like I didn't hear that. La 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 la. <laughs> um, but no, like you could, you felt it with the Eagles that year. Like that locker room was close. You know, with the dances yeah. and with the, the, the fucking locker room speeches. It was just awesome. And I, you feel that magic again, man. And I don't want to get too like far into it, but like I'm just so excited to see where the postseason ends up. Yeah, Red October is gonna be fun. Red October. They can keep dancing be... on their own though. Yeah. To themselves. <laughs> don't I'm, don't ever come out with a song like that ever again. I'm, as a theme. I've heard that they're doing Believe by Cher. Yeah, I have. Uh, heard I've that. heard rumors from Alex. Co- I think I'm gonna say this on the last podcast. Yeah. I heard rumors from Alex Coffee that that was one of the songs that she heard playing. So, mm-hmm. and let me tell you, I would <laughs> fucking love that. I love that song, and yeah. I can only imagine being in Xfinity live. Uh, after after a win, yeah. like in the playoffs, and fucking everyone. Wait, I thought you hate that place. Uh, <laughs> listen, I, I do, but it would be undeniably sick to be in a place like that, mm-hmm. packed full of fans after a big win in the playoffs, and everyone singing fucking Believe by Cher. <laughs> Come on. They just be better awesome. not play it before the game. Uh, rule number fucking one, Pat. I'm gl- <laughs> so glad me and you were on the same page as that. I was getting pissed every time I heard dancing on my own yeah. before the game. Dude. Uh, it's so a Ty, just for some backstory. Song. <laughs> just it's for some <laughs> for some backstory. We went to watch a uh, World Series game at Xfinity last year. And it was after FanFest, so we've been there drinking all day, just stayed there for the game. And they started playing Dancing on My Own right before the first pitch. And I looked at Vince and Seamus and I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck are they playing? And Seamus is like, Oh, who cares? It's just a song. I'm like, No, they're playing the fucking winning song before the game. That's fucked up. You don't play and guess the what happened? song before you win. The Phillies lost. The Phillies lost that fucking game. Yep, it's it's dis- despicable. So yeah, uh, Xfinity uh, Live to the shit together. <laughs> to all the bars out there, don't fucking play the victory song before the victory. Yeah, because then it's always gonna go south. Okay, so uh, <laughs> on the next the next topic that has come through my mind, I don't have the segues like Shame. Shameless doesn't have any segues. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> But usually um, I'm the one that comes up with yeah, the segues and then Seamus the butchers it because he goes, oh, you were trying to do a segue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, points, he points it out. Yeah. Um, but like I want to talk real quick about some funny Sixer stuff. 
Uh, uh, the whole, first of all, uh, we're what, two days away from finally being able to look at the roster? You know, <laughs> Daryl Morey famously said, don't even look at the roster until September 30th or September, September 1st. I hope that Nick Nurse has been looking <laughs> at the roster so that he could build. No, first he's been all, at the Phillies games. Poor Nick Nurse. The fact that he has inherited <laughs> he has to inherit the situation. It, yeah, it he's got to be just like, what the fuck did I get myself into? He probably also doesn't really care that much. I don't know. Because he gets a chance to, like, if Harden's gone, he can kind of mold this team a little bit more the yeah. way he wants to. I mean, to. it's kind of funny that James Harden, like, got uh, the Sixers hired a coach that will actually call plays, and James Harden's like, I gotta go. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you gotta get but the fuck out of here. Anyway, this is not about James Harden. Um, ben Simmons did an interview with someone. I forget who. Mark Stein. Mark yeah. Stein. Basically saying, like, to, paraphrasing, but, like, I've come to grips with, like, what happened with Philly, and it was a weird situation, but, like, I look at it as a second home, and if I was ever going to get traded again, like, yeah, I would want to go back there. No, the, the funniest part was the exact quote was, where would you ever want to be traded if it didn't want to be the Nets, if you didn't want to be on the Nets anymore? And he said, just Philly. Right. Just Philly. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, no, guy? that means nobody else wants him, yeah. so guess what? <laughs> yeah. Why not reconcile with the old ex-girlfriend? No, that's exactly, that is exactly what I was thinking, Ty. I was like, I'm reading it, and I'm just like, he's just trying to ingratiate himself to us again because it, he might be out of the league in a year. So what's your, like, what's your guys' <laughs> stance on this? I don't. I mean, like, <sighs> it's so weird because, like, yeah, I'd take him off the bench. Like, Yes. But I don't think he's going to come off the bench. That's the thing. Like, I mean, I don't know. I like, would gladly take Ben Simmons back if he was kind of, if he was willing to accept a bench role and like, yeah. obviously not a lot of money. Yeah. Like you, obviously you can't keep him on the max he's on right now. Cause no. that's fucking absurd. Yeah. Like he doesn't do enough now. <laughs> Uh, like I, I just I don't see him fitting in on this team unless he's just like literally off the bench, our backup point there, guard. Yeah, there's also the the point of contention between him and Joel. We don't know what the situation was yeah, there, but yeah. it kind of seemed it was leaning towards that they didn't really love each other. Yeah, I mean you can tell, especially yeah. with the way Joel reacted when he was traded. Right. Obviously, Joel said he was just trolling and had nothing to do with Ben Simmons. But yeah, we all know the truth. Like Joel, <laughs> he's got to stop, man. Like I, I, I love the trolling, but at the same time, don't like then deny what you're trying to say. Oh no, you have to though. You I have guess to you have to, but you have to because you could just like, say nothing. <laughs> but whatever. That's, yeah, but that wouldn't be funny. Uh, <laughs> that wouldn't be Joel. Ultimately, the goal here is to make us laugh. Yes, which he doesn't do a lot anymore. <laughs> usually, he makes me cry. Yeah, like in yeah. Game Seven. Speaking of game, I don't know why I just thought of this uh, Celtics game. How about that? I don't remember the ref's name. That that ref that was oh, uh, Eric Lewis, Eric yeah, Lewis, yeah. the Boston Celtics fan, mm -hmm. retired. Yeah, today. I wonder why. Uh, clearly, because that means the league. <laughs> Was getting ready to figure shit out. Yeah, he was fixing. Like, there's not a doubt in my mind. They were fucking what, thirty-seven and seven over the past couple like years. That. Hold on, let me let me pull up the exact. I, number. I couldn't believe it. Like, I, like, how do you let a guy fix games? Thirty-seven and three. Yeah. Over the last handful of years, when he refed their games. God damn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's basically just free wins every time he's your ref. Like when you think about it, maybe he'll give you like one loss every I, once in a while. I but mean, like, that's like some legit. Like, I don't even think it's like kind of a debate. Like, yeah, he retired. Because he got an investigation opened up in Yes. Him. Yeah. That's crazy. Which, thank God, because the Celtics don't need to be given wins anymore. Exactly. They've, any more than they do. I wore a Sixers hat in Boston on Sunday, and I was like, I was like, I hope no Celtics fans like come and point and laugh at me. Like they probably wouldn't even like be mean to me. They would like just be like, you. I might as well be wearing a hat that says "fucking loser" at that point. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, no. I wasn't even worried. Like, oh, I'm gonna get my ass kicked, or they're gonna fuck with me. Like, they'd probably take pity on me. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, like, like as if I was like a dog with like three legs. Like, oh, look at this, <laughs> look at this poor guy in the Sixers hat. Like, what a fucking loser. <laughs> like that's kind of how I felt I was gonna get treated wearing that hat. So it was a it was a risky move for me, but. 
Did you get heckled at all? No, I didn't. That's surprising, honestly, because, I mean, I this was also probably 20 years ago. I was like six or seven, and I was in Boston visiting family, and I wore a Phillies hat, and some guy fucking yelled at me, and my, <laughs> well, my, my somebody started making fun of the me. The reason why I might not have <laughs> is because it was a black hat with the old, uh, like, 2001 logo, uh, so okay. maybe it wasn't easily discernible as to what kind of hat it was. If I was wearing a blue, like, yeah, current yeah. logo, it could have yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was a little worried that they were going to take pity on me. But um yeah, the last thing you want is pity from a fucking Boston sports exactly. fan. Exactly. I mean, as far Fuck as those people, as far as the Sixers go, besides the Ben Simmons thing, like, well, I did. What is there to say? I'm not excited. Did we talk about last week, uh, Joel? How skinny he looks? No, we didn't. He looks like a fucking twig right now. He kind of does, yeah. Like he. <laughs> He might weigh just as much as Trump now. Um. <laughs> oh my God! Can we? Holy fuck! I know we were getting in the Sixers, but six three, two hundred and fifteen pounds in what world? Maybe On he has cancer. Scale? Maybe he has cancer, Vince. <laughs> Clear, it's just funny because clearly, like it, they even said, like he they brought That's in it. those numbers themselves. But like once the lists of athletes that claimed are also that yes. came out, like. Bryce you Harper is pretty much the same. Lamar Jackson is exactly <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Donald Trump, Listen, similar physique. Very, 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 very in shape. Look at me. I don't have a pot belly at all. You but might think you see it, but even, I don't. Even funnier than the weight thing was that he listed his hair color as blonde strawberry. Or strawberry. Blonde. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, he felt so cute doing that. <laughs> strawberry. I would rather list it as Cheeto dust, but that's just me personally. <laughs> 6'3", 215 pounds is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever read, but yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want to go on a tangent. Yeah, I'm 6'2", I'm uh, 150 pounds, too. <laughs> Come yeah. on, bro. I wish I could say that. He's at <laughs> least 300 pounds. Look at him. Oh, yeah. He's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is. He's disgusting. He is, which is why it's always... Uh, yeah, nah, but he nah, fucks. Nah, he fucks what? <laughs> Never mind. What? We're not, we're not going on. We're not going to finish this. He, he pays women to fuck. Oh, <laughs> well, he pays them hush money. And yeah. Then, you know, it doesn't work because out for he, him. Because he, you know. And he <laughs> campaign funds. But that's beyond, that's for a different podcast. I'm um, just glad that statement was cleared up. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Sixers just like, there's just nothing to be. Well, no. I, oh, Joel. Yeah. Joel's I was right. just, I was cracking up because like, I, I saw the picture of him and he literally looked like, he actually did look kind of ripped. But also I was like. I I don't care. <laughs> like, I really don't give a shit. Like, hopefully, yeah, hopefully he's in the best shape of his career. He said that last year, too. But what, can uh, I ask a like, question? <laughs> when does an athlete not say that exact statement? No, every I know. Every fucking offseason, no, every athlete is in the best shape of their career. Uh, James Harden said that, too. Just, so if he comes in with his fucking fat suit, we'll know it's a suit this time. Just just once, I want an athlete to be like, I'm coming into this year in the worst shape of my life. <laughs> just, <laughs> just ate nothing but Burger King yeah. all damn off <laughs> season. I'm, I'm I'm lie, I look like shit. <laughs> this is the first time I've touched a basketball in seven months. <laughs> See, that, that reminds me of the dream I've always had, like a funny dream. of. I think I've said it on this podcast before, but when players are getting like stretchered off the field and they give the thumbs up, just once, I'd like to see a player <laughs> give a thumbs down. Just like, I am not okay. Just, <laughs> imagine if only DeMar Hamlin could have given a thumbs down. A dude gets like a neck injury and he's getting carted off and he puts his hand up like this and the crowd starts cheering and he just goes... <laughs> it's like gladiator. Like, yeah, like gladiator. Just thumbs down. Like, I am not all right. <laughs> I am in immense pain right yeah. now and everything. I can't even see. <laughs> uh, but uh, Joel Embiid, coming... I don't... Like, the thing is, like, yeah, come into the season in the best shape of your life. Yeah. Awesome. That's what we, you should do. You're an athlete getting paid millions of dollars. But, like... Last year, the reason why we lost wasn't because you weren't in great shape. It was because you played like a pussy. <laughs> yeah. So were you ready to not play like a pussy this yep. year? 
Like, be in as good a shape as you want. I believe it. I'm not doubting you. No, but, but he like, won't be as much of a pussy because there's not enough of him to be a big <laughs> pussy. He and has to be a smaller pussy. Maybe that's why we brought in Patrick Beverly's bum ass because we needed someone else who's <laughs> willing to yell when Joel Embiid decides yeah, he doesn't he needs, feel like trying He's not just P.J. Tucker to yell at him. He needs Pat Bev, too. I Listen, I have a feeling this offseason is just going to get even worse once camp starts and jo- James Harden probably shows up because he realizes he needs to get paid <laughs> and then just does a Ben Simmons and like forces himself to get kicked out. So <laughs> Takes I, his shit in the middle of the court. I, I'm sure that this is going to That'd be go- phenomenal TV. Uh, he's gonna. He's. I guarantee you, he's literally just gonna stand there, like, and be on his phone, like Ben was, or something like that. No, I have a feeling he'll play. I so he, so. Here's what I think he's gonna do. I, here's what I think he's gonna do. I think he's gonna try to look really good in practice, and then try to look really good for the start of games, and then just start tanking games halfway through. That would be fucking. See, that listen, would be funny. I think it would be funny, and I see where you're coming. I see where you're coming from, but there is no world in which anybody can convince me that James, the James Harden that we have known over the last decade, let's say, is going to come into a situation like this and try his hardest. Yeah, fuck it. No, fuck I know. all the way out of here. There's, that but is also, not who James Harden is. People are, hold on real quick. People are like, oh, he knows he has to get paid. He thinks that he deserves that pay already. There's no chance he's going to come in and play his ass off because, quote, he knows he needs to get a contract. He, in his mind, he's already earned the contract. He's delusional. He's mad at Daryl Morey because you lied about getting me a trade, brother. No one wants you. Mm. Nobody wants you. The Clippers, the only team you want to go to, won't even trade Terrence fucking man to acquire you because they don't value you highly and no team does. Yet that won't get through his thick head because his ego is huge. Mm-hmm. And I love the James huge. Harden, but like I, I feel like me... As Sixers fans, us getting this experience firsthand now, it's making me realize like this is just who the fuck he is. Yeah. And I just I can't be convinced that he's gonna come in and try really hard because he knows he has to get paid. He thinks his career, as long as it's been, has already. It's like look at my look at my look at my stats. I deserve that already. Mm. I don't think he thinks he has to earn shit, and I think he actually feels disrespected that people think he needs to earn that because he thinks he's earned it. Yeah, I, I, and also. I, I really do think that the liar thing was not about him saying, like Daryl saying he'd trade him. I really do think it was about the max Probably contract Probably a handshake thing. deal, yeah. But I think that he, for some reason, decided to help out Daryl and not say that <laughs> because then the Sixers could get fucked even more. <laughs> that would The funniest outcome, and listen, it's not the outcome I'm rooting for because I don't want it because despite everything, I do love the Sixers deep down. Really? The funniest <laughs> outcome would be if the Sixers did get exposed for that handshake deal and we got the death penalty. Just t- They took all our first-round picks and shit and James Harden's contract was like whatever. Like, that would just... I'm pretty sure well, this happened to the Timberwolves like in the 2000s or some shit like that. I forget exactly, but I'm pretty sure that's the last time something like that happened. But that, that would be the funniest outcome. <laughs> I think it would be awesome because then Daryl Morey wouldn't be able to do his job because the only thing he knows how to do is trade first-round picks for star players. That's the only thing he knows how well, to do. Well, uh, two things he knows how to do. <laughs> that and sign guys that he formerly co- uh, where he formerly was the boss yeah. of. That, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. it. His he only buddies. likes guys that he was like with on the Rockets, I guess. Yeah, uh, which is dumb because um, those Rockets team were worth I'm giving Daryl this year, and if this year goes... Uh, uh, what am I talking about? The, the fucking roster he's uh, built. <laughs> I, don't not fu- shit. I don't give a fuck if he told us not to look at the roster until September. That's two days away. I'm looking at the roster. This roster is a damn disgrace. Oh, you, you said it nicely. This roster ain't shit. No. Yeah. I, I mean, we got... What was the problem with the Sixers last year? Old and slow. Mm-hmm. They're older. We got older and, and slower, slower, baby. <laughs> 
it's fucking insane. It's fucking insane. And like I'm even I'm one of the people like Daryl Moore is a genius. He's the rosters he builds, blah blah blah. This roster is dog garbage shit. And I get it. People are gonna be like, oh well, he's handcuffed again by a Harden situation. Like, as far as we know, it's a situation of his own making. Yeah. If he really did give a handshake agreement to James Harden, you gotta oh, know fucking better did. than do he that. Definitely and, did. and guess what? He's not to say this is definitely gonna happen because James Harden has a bit of a reputation and maybe the players see that as well. But you're also setting it the Sixers up for a point where as long as Daryl Morey's the GM, you could have some players look at the Sixers and be like, I don't trust Daryl Morey. He's a snake. He's he a liar. He might promise me this. Like, literally, <laughs> unironically, he's a liar. He might, who knows what he might promise me and not give to me. I don't know if I want to play there. First of all, Philadelphia already has a very hard time attracting big-time free agents. Mm-hmm. And na- the last thing you want to do is have a GM who maybe, again, I'm not saying definitely, but maybe some star players don't trust now and think he's a snake and won't follow through on his promises so it's just making it harder to bring guys to philly the plus side there is that everybody knows who harden is too right that's so the one like, thing you hold on to maybe uh, some players are like well it's james harden we know what he does yeah but, he's a fucking but there's also a chance that players see it this way that he's a liar and he's a fraud and he led james harden on his best friend <laughs> like his it, dude, the state of the sixers couldn't be worse pitiful i could not be like i'm gonna watch most of the season I think unless like I really hit a low, but like I just couldn't be any more indifferent. Like I don't care. Like, let me ask you guys a question right here. Uh, One to 10. I'll do percent. What percentage chance do you think the Sixers have of making it out of the second round this year? Zero. Like literally like (laughs) 10%. No, zero. Winning this, winning this, winning the championship is zero. Do negative percentages count? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like there's just nothing like this year. It's, and people have kind of like even commented on this. It feels like we're punting on the year, which because basically we are because mm-hmm. like all this money is going to be coming off the books next year. But like, I'm not I'm not trying to push the panic button on Joel Embiid, but we're running at a time when you can pay, when you consider both his physical health and his mental well being playing in Philadelphia. We're 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 the windows drawing close, like on how much longer this prime version of Joel Embiid will be here healthy and wanting to be in Philadelphia. Punting on a season really sucks. Like, that's a whole year wasted. And that's what's going to happen this year. It sucks. Like, I I really fully, like, this year with the Sixers, I see them being, like, a five seed. That'd be kind of cool. Like, a five or even, like, maybe a six. And, like, no, I want to play in the plan. That'd be that, cool. that would be kind of funny. Because then we, I hope we play in, the, I hope we're fucking, what's the lowest seed that gets in the 11th seed? Yeah, I hope we're the 11th seed. That would be fucking hilarious. Because then we can win the first playing game, give us hope. And then we can lose in the second round yeah. of the play-ins just for a little bit of a just fucking mix-up. Yeah. That we can't make it past the second round in anything. <laughs> the only positive is Nick Nurse, but like I don't even know like what can I expect. Nick I am N- excited to see what he does with what, the team. What can I expect Nick Nurse to do with this dog shit roster? Paul Reed. Paul him Reed and, is it. Him and Paul Reed. That's I just want to see him work with Paul Reed, man. That, That's all I want to see. Paul Reed is literally the only I thing. I want to see Paul Reed become Pascal Siakam. That would be awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't want to spend too much time on this team. They just get me depressed. The Phillies are good. and they, We're getting ready for football. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited for football season. It's right around the corner. I'm so fucking ready. And I know I'm like one of the only people in like our group chat that watches Hard Knocks. But oh, like, no, I've been watching the whole oh, okay, time. Cool. I love ha- Hard Knocks. Listen, I get it's not as good as it once was. But it just gets me in the mindset for football. Yeah. It excites me so much. Yeah. And watching Aaron Rodgers talk shit to guys in the Giants and saying, <laughs> I don't even know who you are. It's kind of funny. That was fucking hysterical. That was kind of funny. That was hysterical. <laughs> and I hit him on the sideline. He's like, I hit him with the uncomfortable. 
he's the, the uh, you can't come back from this one. Uh, who even are you? <laughs> Uh, football season, though, uh, I do think I would run on the touch real quick. Just general NFL news: the fucking Colts shutting down Jonathan Taylor. So funny, the pup. so Dude, funny. How about Jim? Ur- Jim Irsay will pay twenty million dollars to transport a whale across the country, which the whale died in <laughs> transport, by the way. But he won't pay his stud running back. I mean, that's that's kind of funny. Did you see the video of Pat McAfee revealing that news to Ian Rapport? No, that the whale died, or that yeah, no, no. So Ian Rapport had no idea about the whale. And Pat McAfee and everybody on this podcast are like, wait, Ian, what the fuck? You don't know about this whale? Then they, they explain the whole story to me. Ian Rapport's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> he's and like, the whale died. <laughs> he's like, yeah, the fucking whale died. It was like 83. And he's like, I didn't even know whales lived that long. And it was, you got to go watch the clip because it was actually fucking hysterical. Dude, the, the Colts, I know that they're like, oh, we couldn't find a suitable trade. But it's like, if you're not going to pay him and he's not going to play, like, What's get something point? for him. Yeah. Like, you well, no, have. Ursay wants too much for him. You have a new coach. You have a new rookie quarterback who's likely going to become like the face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. I actually like Anthony Richardson. It's like you need to establish culture there immediately. And having a guy there that doesn't want to be there is not going to bode well for It's them. not going to help. So like just get rid of him. Yeah. Give him to the Eagles for a third round pick <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Because you just want Taylor Swift. <laughs> See? And there <laughs> we go. Just, just how, how much more do we really want on this damn team? It's enough. No, enough. I mean, yeah, it's too I, much. I, I wouldn't. I couldn't turn him down though. He's one of the best running backs. That's in also football. true. Like if you put him behind this L line, that'd be fucking gross. But yeah. oh my god, it would be crazy. A one-two punch of Taylor Swift would be <laughs> insane. That'd be fucking sick. It would be. I'm just. There's really not. I'm not like one to break down like all the roster moves and shit. Like mm. as far as the 53 man, but like just knowing that we're. Hey, at least like, we don't have Britton Covey on the active roster right true. now. That's fucking huge. And also Aaron Sipas. Yes. That, oh, yeah, I be, was so fucking that's excited be about interesting. that. That made my fucking day. I literally, like, I sent that in every group chat. And I was like, holy fucking shit, we finally got rid of him. He fucking sucks. Because he stinks. Yeah. He's probably, I mean, I miss fucking, uh, what was his name, Donnie Jones. Donnie Bones Jones. Yeah, he was fucking awesome. He was cool. He was he was a great punter yeah. too, like yeah. legitimately good. Aaron Sipos stinks like shit. <laughs> he's I think he's had maybe like two good punts in his entire tenure. A lot of people were calling for the punt god in Philadelphia. Yes, yes, yeah. he was cleared yeah. of all wrongdoing. <laughs> he was, so, he was I mean, cleared of all wrongdoing. So you know, um, I want to tread lightly because so was Deshaun Watson. <laughs> but I do feel like the situations are, are you kind saying of, that the American justice system I, is flawed, bro? I would never. <laughs> I, how I would never question the. The fallibility of the <laughs> criminal justice system in the United States. No, but like the situations are kind of different because like yeah, it was very much proven that Arasia or however you say his name was kind of cleared. But like Deshaun Watson clearly. Yeah, no, you don't have fucking thirty but people. Listen, forward. bring in the punk guy. That I if I don't care, like let's do it. Let's yeah. ride. I mean, we need somebody to punt. Who the fuck's going to punt Jake Elliott? Yeah. <laughs> Jake Elliott. I don't know. I don't even know because I know they were going to try out kickers or punters this week. I think. But I yeah I have no idea who they have on their doctor I'm just, right now. I'm excited, man. I feel like the Eagles have a chance to hopefully. I know that like break the curse first and foremost of the NFC East having a repeat winner, which hasn't mm-hmm. happened in however long it's been, like 20 years or whatever. Yeah. So that would be a nice start. But like I really do feel like we have a chance to get back to the Super Bowl. Obviously, I'm I'm a little just hype here and I'm biased, but like teams just fucking good, man. I mean, Jim- everything's trending. To the same it was last year. I don't year, see much. why Jalen Hurts won't keep getting better. Mm-hmm. I mean, Deshaun, De- 
I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to mix AJ and De- De- Devontae's names together. <laughs> AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, like that's one of the best wide receiver duos. I got to touch football. on something with them. Oh, fucking the guy WIP? that fucking put out that article. Boo. That Boo. was like, that was like, oh, who should we choose? Like Philly Boo. fans are backing one over the other. It's like nobody fucking, fucking said anything. Fucking boo. And this is just exactly, making shit up. This, this is exactly why there's that quote that goes around that says no one hates Philly athletes mm-hmm. more than the Philly media. And no one hates Philly media more than the Philly fans. Yeah. Shit like that. You're mm-hmm. just drumming up controversy for the sake of it because, and it, it comes off like when the team is good and there's not as much controversy to talk about, they drum it up themselves. Oh, yeah. So here we, like, let's decide, like, oh, who does the fan base love more? It's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, what that article shit. was just completely unnecessary. It was terrible. It was also just terrible. Like, it was like, literally, he went up to AJ and was like, ask him these questions. And now he's putting the seat of doubt in AJ's head, like, oh, do the fans not fuck with me? No, that's just not even remotely true. We were Fan. so, f- we basically drafted AJ last year yeah. with, with a first round pick. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> like, fans love him. Like, there's no such thing as, like, do I love Devontae more or AJ more? Like, <laughs> both of those fucking guys are amazing. Yeah. They work so well together. Mm-hmm. It, it just pisses me off that, like, the media needs yeah. to drum shit up like that because. There's no reason. The, yeah. the vibes are fucking good in the locker room. What the are we thing, doing here? The one thing I did like about that article was that AJ pretty much every time the guy was like, well, he tried to get him to say something about Devante. He was like, dude, me and Devante are fucking boys. Like, I don't right. give a fuck what you're saying. I don't yeah. give a fuck. The one part that pissed me off. I don't give a fuck what the fans are saying. Obviously not his fault. He doesn't know that he's the guy's lying to him. But um, like right. I, me and Devante but are like best friends. Like, I don't care. In that, in that aspect, <clears throat> even if the fans were saying that, he shouldn't give a fuck what the no. fans are saying. Yeah. I agree. Don't let fan... No, like, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. let that... I wasn't pissed off at him yeah. for that part. I was pissed off right. at the fucking reporter because he brought it up. It was... I was real fucking Bush League and yeah. that was stupid. And, like, this is the reason why, like, roasted. everyone's just ready for football season to start. It's, it's the same article when they said, like, Jalen Hurts, like, in his abilities, like, he's limiting his... Like, it, it was the wording. Yeah. yeah I understood... Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I understood what the wording was. I understood what he was trying to say, but it's the wording. Why did you say it like that? Mm-hmm. Like, it was just completely unnecessary. Yeah, made it seem like people were on Twitter like, oh, wait, we need Devon, we need AJ out of here because Devontae should be wide receiver one. Everybody on Twitter is like, we have two wide receiver ones. That's yeah, fucking exactly. sick. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's awesome. Arguably the best wide receiver core in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, you could argue, you know, there's the Dolphins who got Reek and Waddle, but... Mm-hmm. I think that the fucking Eagles... The Chiefs who just have Kelsey, I mean, that's a pretty good wide receiver. <laughs> Sky Moore now. <laughs> He's one of my fantasy teams. Same, keep, same. There we go. Keep an eye on Sky Moore this season. <laughs> wide receiver one for the Chiefs, baby. Nah, but like, I'm just, I'm super excited. Like, obviously, like, things could happen where they could get a fucking Super Bowl appearance hangover, but <laughs> I just don't see it, man. Jalen Hurts is just, like, He's not different. to go off on a whole tangent about Jalen, but like, he, that man, if he's pandering, he's the best pander of all time because he just knows... And I don't believe he is pandering. I'm saying if he was, but like he just says all the right things, man. He yeah. just well, I mean, he was taught by Nick Saban, so that's a <laughs> plus. But like he's just like the the article that came out of him, you know, sa- someone saying after the game, him like taking all the all of the blame for the loss and Super mm-hmm. Bowl on his shoulders, even though no, the fuck, it wasn't his fault. Yes, he made that one mistake, but the defense couldn't get him one stop. Like get yeah. the fuck out of here. But like just the fact that he's like that kind of leader. And he's so young. Like he's mm-hmm. my age. And like he's he's that much of a leader among all these grown men. Like you leave and guys. They respect the hell out of right, him. Right. And like you, you see uh the, I forget, was he number number two or whatever on the yeah. NFL number three. Top, number three on the NFL top hundred players. Oh, I think he meant his old number for and a they're second. Interviewing, like, yeah, they're three. interviewing all these guys <laughs> and like you have Jason Kelsey on there saying, like, you know, in all my years of, you know, being a center, like I've never like seen anything like Jalen, like mm-hmm. as far as his mentality and his uh 
his maturity and like leadership skills and it's it's just awesome to have a guy. Yeah, like he that. went through the Sam Bradford era, so I mean, yeah, that's saying something. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, he was the center for Mark Sanchez, <laughs> so you don't even fucking know what that means. <laughs> but I'm just I'm just so excited, and I can't wait to be sitting on this podcast talking about the Eagles, man. It just yeah, the Phillies are doing a great job of filling the gap right now. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, usually like, these are the, these are usually yes, like the dog days of the podcast. Are, right, it's bad, but like they're doing a great job of filling the gap right now. So I don't want to come off as this is being disrespectful to the Phillies, but like. I am just so fucking ready for like mm-hmm. something else. Also, mm-hmm. like college football is about to be back, and I love, fucking love college football. Yeah. NFL's back. Like I'm just I'm ready. I can my plate. You know, like my plate is full of a good like it's got mac and cheese on it right now. You know, the Phillies they're a great mac and cheese, but there's more room on that plate for some other shit, mm-hmm. some other good shit that I want. Doesn't mean that the mac and cheese ain't good enough, but I just want some other good shit right now, and I'm so excited. It's for not enough season. for you though. It's not enough. I'm ready. Uh, This is the best fucking time of the year. I power ranked the months on uh, Twitter the other day, and I think it's this could be our last thing we talk about. I think because I'm ready for the autumn. I love as I get older, I'm starting to favor autumn and winter more than summer. It's just where I'm going right now. I do still love. Wait till your joints get bad, then you're gonna hate the winter. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I love the beach and everything, but like I don't know. Like maybe it's just because August is such a bad month. I'm going to read this off to you guys, and I want yeah, you Vince guys... Yeah, hates my birthday. I want you... <laughs> listen, my own birthday is ranked pretty low on this, but I want you guys to give me your honest opinion on this ranking. Okay, so from, from 12th to 1st, we got January, February, August, March, April, September, June, July, November, May, December, October. The only thing I think I would think about switching is March and April. I might give March the bump over April. Just because of your birthday? Cause of, no, because of Patty's day. <laughs> See, my birthday is like whatever. But like the month of March is not a good month. The weather sucks. I fucking love the month of March. The, <laughs> August is at 10. Strictly because of Patty's August day. is at 10 because August is like the Sunday of the, the, the summer. Like at this point, the hot weather has been bearing down on you for so long. You're kind of ready for it to end. It's the hottest fucking month of the year. And there's just nothing. Like September's slowly turning into the hottest month of the year. September's up there. Slowly. But at least I guess the latter half of September, you're like getting a taste of fall weather. Not yet. Like a taste of it. Do you remember September last year? It, it was, was like hot. It was like 97 on like the last day of September. Well, that's just global warming for you. I mean, no, I know. The summer is that? like shifting to now be literally July to September. You know, uh, <laughs> climate change isn't real. I forgot about that part. True. It's, True. A, it's a hoax. Yeah. You know, this I'm sorry. I watched, the the deep state. G- I watched the GOP debate and that's what I walked <laughs> away with. Climate change is a hoax. Uh, but anyway, I think January is the worst month. I see. You get New Year's Day and then the rest of the month kind of sucks. I mean, I, I Football like Football is cool, but like, yeah, it's just too cold. <laughs> February and <laughs> February and January suck because they're just flat out too cold. Yeah, but <sighs> November and December are are the good. February cold is Super Bowl month, dude. Yeah, but okay, but the, the <laughs> Eagles aren't there every year. Like, and the yeah, first, but still, like Super, like the Super Bowl is an event and it's so fun. Bad weather. It, arguably the worst holiday because Valentine's Day. Like I have a girlfriend and we don't even give a fuck. But then again, my anniversary is in that month, so she's. Oh gone. yikes! Yeah, Sarah, don't listen to this podcast. My <laughs> anniversary is actually the day the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Like it is, so I always remember it. But <laughs> I think it's undeniable. Yeah, that, that's it's, why you remember it. Yeah, I smart think man. <laughs> uh, exactly. I think it's undeniable. October is number one. Undeniable. October has amazing weather. Uh, the MLB postseason's happening. The NFL's going on. College football, the NHL, the NBA's tipping off. The best holiday season besides Christmas, because Christmas is the best. But like spooky season during October is fucking awesome. I love it. I love the the fall aesthetic. The 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 the, the leaves falling off the trees. It's just good look. You and of fuck course, with trees? 
And of course, my uh, my beautiful girlfriend's birthday is that month, <laughs> and my parents. But like, regardless, you don't of all even that, like your parents. <laughs> it's it's the okay, sh- that's too far. It's the best month. And December December's a close second because Christmas season is fucking elite. I'm um, see see that's where you and I differ. It's just because like I love the summer because beer dye. Well, see, <laughs> I don't know if this counts as a summer month, but that's why I have May at the three. Because I think with nah. May, with May, you get a mixture of the spring and a taste of the summer weather, and also you get a great uh, holiday weekend at the end of the month. But it's usually fucking a terrible weekend. Usually it rains. But like, <laughs> it's usually terrible. But in, in, in concept, it's not like it's not supposed to rain. It's supposed to be a nice, <laughs> it's supposed to be a nice weekend that gives you a taste of the summer. Have you ever had a nice Memorial Day, Vince? Not in the last like three years. No. <laughs> but uh, recency bias, right? This is a rankings for all. Of no, eternity. I'm talking. I'm talking by entire life i don't ever think i've had a, like a nice weather memorial day well, <laughs> i can't speak to that but i i like the month of may that's my favorite summer month and then july yeah i mean july's up there for me just because july 4th is like one of my favorite Good holiday. holidays ever in the swing of things yeah june is all right nothing special it's the beginning of summer so you're kind of like eager yeah see i feel like the summer months lost a lot of their allure when i got out of school well yeah you don't have off like it's like the like when you're when you're a kid in high school I won't say college because I feel like in college you're excited to go back. But when yeah, you're in yeah. like grade school or high school, the end of the summer is like full on depression. Like you want to die. <laughs> but like nothing changes for me now. Like, oh, I'm going you to work. You just want to die all the time. I, now. Right. I just want to <laughs> die every day. No. But like nothing changes. Like I'm still going to work every day. I'm mm-hmm. still, you know, giving fucking 60 hours of my week to my corporate overlords. <laughs> nothing changes. So summer. I'm I'm more on the upswing with the winter. But nah, yeah, I mean, uh, as soon as goated. if I ever if I ever stop playing beard eye, then this is the riveting. Change. This is the riveting talk that the people come to this <laughs> podcast for. It's the ranking of the months. Well, September's up there for me just because of 9/11. Yeah, I was so. gonna say uh, that's probably Seamus's number one month. <laughs> that's Seamus's. Now he probably goes August because he loves himself too much, and this is his birthday month. Funny enough, I start a new job on September 11th, so you'll oh, never god. forget. Oh god, never, yeah, you'll never forget I'll the never first forget. day of your job. Yep. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, it's not in a tall building. <laughs> All right, you got anything else for us, Pat? That's my uh, that's my undisputed ranking of the months. Tweet at me, tweet at me, and let me know what you disagree with. Uh, the list is on. I'll, I'll quote it on from the nosebleeds page and say like, tell me what you think. But uh, uh, anything else from you, Pat? Seamus, I hope your tummy doesn't hurt too bad. Yeah, Seamus, I hope you feel better. <laughs> We're really worried about you. Hopefully, you're not dying. Um, he just wanted to take the night off to go to Luterks. Probably, it's probably, probably. What it is. he's at the strip club right now. <laughs> My my girlfriend, by the way, before we get out of here, uh, she like every time I mention Seamus now, she just calls him the strip club guy. That checks out. She's like, yeah. she's like, oh, strip club guy, because I I've told her like the Seamus has forced me to go to the strip club <laughs> twice in the last <laughs> month, which is absolutely fucking true. And now I just she's like she's like she'll always just be like, do you think Seamus goes to the strip club by himself? And I'm like, surprisingly enough, he doesn't, as far as we know. No, I I would know because he would tell me. <laughs> but surprisingly so he might, enough, he might he get there one day. But uh, anyway, Seamus, if you are at Lou Turks, you know, <laughs> and you maybe you're playing this over the speakers while this <laughs> dancers dance, uh, we love you. We hope you feel better. Uh, that's all I got. All right. Uh, I kind of hope you die. It'd be kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Go give us a follow on Twitter at NosebleedsPHL, and we will talk to you guys next time.